Hello, I'm Becky Hadid, host of The Storied Recipe. As my weekly guests share their stories through the vessel of cherished food memories, we all become better cooks, more grateful for the gift of food, and we honor those that have loved us through their cooking. Hello, I am so excited to return to the popular Christmas Around the World series this year. And we are starting with Sophie sharing all about Christmas in Ecuador. This is actually an interview that I tried to get last year after Sophie shared her recipe for Pristinos, the famous Ecuadorian Christmas pastry that we will discuss today. But the interview didn't work out, so I am especially thrilled to kick off the 2023 series with Sophie. She recalls very, very cold December nights high in the Andes Mountains, where she would gather with her large extended family to sing and pray, sharing blankets and hot citrus drinks to guard against the chill in their unheated homes. Now, as for Sophie's recipe, these crispy fried pastries are shaped like a crown. And this, <laughs> I was actually given this recipe um, by a guest named Melissa, an Ecuadorian guest named Melissa, way back in the beginning of the uh, podcast series. And this is the only recipe that I really truly feel like I failed on. Uh, it was a complete flop. So I was happy to have a chance to redeem myself. And I'm even happier to report that Sophie's recipe is so easy and so delicious. And I'm not even sure what my trouble was the first time. I, I do know my trouble was that I was rushing. <laughs> but uh, as for Sophie's recipe, it's delicious. Sophie is a citrus lover and she puts orange and lemon or tangerine zest into both the dough um, of these pastries and also into her unbelievably de delicious uh, panela syrup or piancio syrup. This is made with a really um, very dense sugar that's made from evaporated cane uh, sugar. It retains all of the nutrients that's in cane sugar. Uh, it's not like our refined sugar here in the U.S. So um, you could say this is a healthy syrup, <laughs> I guess, but it's uh, absolutely delicious with lots and lots of citrus zest and all of the warming Christmas spices like cinnamon, anise, and cloves. Again, so happy to introduce Sophie and her recipes to you. One more thing, just before we jump into this interview, I would like to thank Parmigiano Reggiano, the cheese of the holiday season, for sponsoring this Christmas Around the World series. Parmigiano Reggiano is more than a cheese, it's a cornerstone of the Italian culinary culture. Sharing Parmigiano Reggiano with your guests is a rich experience filled with culture, history, of course, flavor. And in fact, here is Parmigiano Reggiano's own storied recipe. Almost 900 years ago in 1254, Benedictine monks living in the Emilia Romana region in Italy created this cheese to extend the shelf life of the huge quantity of milk that their very healthy cattle were producing. During the 13 and 1400s, these monks had a monopoly on this cheese and exported it to different regions across Italy. And as the cheese became more popular, it spread to the rest of Europe. And now, almost a millennia later, you can be part of this story tradition at your own holiday gathering, as long as you choose Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese. If you choose any other cheese, you won't be guaranteed it's made from the same three simple ingredients contained in Parmigiano-Reggiano for 900 years now. And only with Parmigiano-Reggiano are you guaranteed a wedge made and aged in these exclusive regions of Italy using the ancient techniques developed by monks from cows fed only with natural products without the use of any silage, fermented feeds, or animal flour. You can find Parmigiano-Reggiano in the premium cheese or deli section of your local grocer or retailer. You will recognize it not only by the name on the package, but the unique rind, which is dotted with the Parmigiano-Reggiano name. I am so proud to be sponsored by Italy's Finest Cheese, and this season, you also can be proud to pair Parmigiano-Reggiano with any of these global desserts that my guests are sharing with your holiday spirits or as an appetizer to your favorite dish. 
You can visit the link in the episode's show notes to Parmigiano-Reggiano for more holiday inspiration. Thanks, and I'm so glad you're here today. Do you prefer Sophia or Sophie? I prefer Sophie. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> Say that again. Is that okay? I mean, I my oh. mom and my family always called me Sophie, so I used to it Sophie, but I oh. know my business is like Sophia, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting used to it. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. Well, I'm happy to be on the um, friends and family name basis with you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> That's great. And um, I saw that you went through and wrote some responses to the questions. Did you feel like you had to do that or did you want to do that? I really want to do that. I, I don't know. I, I thought that it, it was required to do it. I'm s- <laughs> I'm sorry that wasn't clear. No, I just um I just put those so people feel a little a little more comfortable, you know, knowing what I'm going to ask. No, they don't think oh, they're going to yeah. get a big surprise or anything but like that. For me it's better because English is not my first language mm-hmm. to know and to write before is better for me. So mm-hmm. it's perfect. <laughs> so you don't feel so nervous. Mm. I can imagine English is a really difficult language to learn. Yeah, I mean we we learn in, in our school, but mm-hmm. it's different when you don't practice at all. You know, yes, you know the grammar to, to practice is different. Uh, I lived for a year in Australia, but uh, oh. it, that was in 2011, and then I forgot a lot of vocabulary when I came here and I, I started talking. I was like, Oh my god, I forgot a lot of the vocabulary that I, I used to know. Well, and Australian English and British English and American English are different to one another anyhow. Yeah, exactly. That's Mm. true too. So yeah. (laughs) I give you all the credit in the world. It's a really, really difficult and tiring thing to do. And I especially appreciate that you're willing to come on a podcast. That's that's very brave, I think. Yeah, it's my first time. I'm a little bit nervous, but I really want to help you and... Um, share my my Ecuadorian um, yes. culture. So, well, yeah, always- th- thank you. Yes, it does help me. I'm really excited about this episode. I think it's the first one that I'm going to release in the series. Oh, really? And <laughs> yes, I do. And as you know, I've wanted over a year to talk to you about this. So <laughs> thank you so much. So tell me a little bit about the region of um, Ecuador that you grew up in. Yeah, uh, I I was born and raised in Quito, mm. which is the capital of Ecuador. Okay. Um, so my mom and my dad are from there. Okay. Uh, oh, my dad is from Quito, and my mom is from Ibarra, which is two hours from Quito. Mm. And she moved to to Quito uh, for university, and then she met my dad, and they started there, and we born. In, in Quito. So, yeah, Quito is pretty high. It's nine feet, mm. uh, 9,000 feet the altitude. Oh. So, it's a very high city. Oh, wow. And, and we only have two seasons. So, we only have summer and winter. Mm. And, and the weather is quite the same the whole year. Mm. Um, during the the summer it's more windy and dry but in the winter it's more rainy mm. uh, but the weather can change rapidly like you always have to carry an umbrella or a I sweater see. always on, on hand because uh, in the morning it, it's a little bit cool mm. and during in the, it's like 50 and 70 degrees Oh. between those mm-hmm. temperatures the whole day but wow during the night it drops like a lot <laughs> so it's very cold but we don't have like a heater so oh inside the houses uh we wear like always sweaters and, and pants and socks and everything so when i came here mm. and i'm the first time that i i have the four seasons Mm-hmm. Even though it's more cold here, mm-hmm. it's cooler. I feel like I like it better because we mm. have heater and it's warm inside. So you never feel cold. You can be inside and it's fine. 
Wow. So I, I've been loving it the four seasons so mm. much here because it gives me more exciting mm-hmm. like to see the changes of the leaves and mm. it's beautiful. And I, I've been loving it so far mm. a lot, the four mm. seasons. Oh, don't have. <laughs> I'm so glad. So in Ecuador, um, well, especially Quito, well, can you tell me a little bit, what's the difference maybe between Quito and a place like Ibarra? Are they pretty similar? Yeah, they are pretty similar, but mm-hmm. y- you can be in Quito and in four hours, you can be at the coast. So because this is very small sea, it is a mm-hmm. small country, you can be around the whole country in 12 hours. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. If you traveled that 12 hours, for instance, or maybe if you just went across the middle of Ecuador, you would go mm-hmm. through some big changes because the coast is sea level. Quito exactly. is 9,000 feet above it's sea level, mm-hmm. which is really high. So tell me about some of the different... Um, things yeah, you would see you can, mm-hmm. go ahead and also you can be in four hours in the amazon so it's, oh. it's super yeah it's super cool I, because you can get the, the whole different seasons in a few hours wow so it's it's really cool because you can go for a weekend to the beach yes <laughs> and enjoy the amazon in four hours you can go also in a weekend to the Amazon, so it's it's really nice. Wow, and I m- imagine there must be hiking in the mountains where you live. Yeah, yeah, a lot. We are surrounded with mountains mm. in our city. Yeah, it's mm. beautiful. Yeah, is there a lot of vegetation, trees, plants? Yeah, a lot, a lot. Mm. Well, in the city, city, no, but mm-hmm. if, if you look around, it's all mountains. <laughs> Wow. So it's pretty, yeah, it's really pretty. We have big parks also in the city. I see. And is the vegetation mostly um, tropical where it doesn't lose its well, leaves or is it more conifers no. and things like that? Yeah, it, it, it almost stays the same the whole year. Like mm. it, it blooms, uh, blooms uh, some trees in, in during the, the, spring but mm-hmm. not that much of the change mm-hmm. it's almost the same it never all uh, the leaves like here now i see i mm-hmm. see mm. so um it sounds like a beautiful place to grow up and we're going to talk a lot about christmas there your memories of that but so people kind of know a little bit about your story before we go back to ecuador tell us about when you um moved to the united states and why you came here uh we moved with my husband in the end of 2021 Mm. um he got a job uh here in virginia Um, Mm. so he, he he was a blind everywhere and we got the, the job here he got the job here so we moved here almost two years now and we're excited we love it here it's mm. so beautiful virginia we're very close to the shenandoah park national mm. park it's beautiful all the the outdoors here are amazing and we love small cities because i mm. uh, i I'm from for a, from a big city, so mm-hmm. being in a small city, I like it because you don't have to deal with traffic or any mm. of those kind of things that mm-hmm. <laughs> can be frustrating sometimes. So mm. yeah, I, I, we've been loving it so mm. far. Well, and you live in um, Charlottesville because your husband works at the University yeah. of Virginia. Yeah. Well, my husband and I were just there uh, two weekends ago. We were nearby. We I, were in um, Shenandoah National Park, which is right. I saw the stories on Instagram. Oh my God, we were so close. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. And um, we were there for uh, his niece's baby. His niece is having a baby. His niece's baby shower. Um, she attended UVA and she works oh. down there. And they had the cutest. Oh, it was the prettiest, cutest house. Um, yeah, and just like such a delightful neighborhood. It just seemed like such a lovely, lovely place to um, live. Mm. It is. We totally oh. love it here. I'm we, glad. We are surrounded with beautiful people too that are from different countries. And 
we're sharing experience, food and everything. So it's been really nice to, mm-hmm. to be here. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Well, okay. So now that we've heard a little bit about that, let's go back to Ecuador at Christmas time. So um, mm-hmm. you're in the mountains, uh, in the Andes mountains, um, but there's no snow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For for us, it's, yeah, we only see snow in movies. So okay. Um, when you say Christmas for me, mm. um, in my childhood, I I remember the smell of of the pine. Mm. Um, we always have natural pine Christmas tree mm-hmm. every year. There are markets they, where they sell Christmas tree moss for setting the nativity scene mm-hmm. and all the decorations for tree and for the house. So every year we we help my mom to decorate the house, the tree, the nativity scene. And we mm. said, I have such a wonderful memories of that. Um, mm. Yeah, so those smells come to my mind. And also the, the pristineous. <laughs> the pristinos, yes, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> oh, who Especially doesn't? It is not when you made the syrup. When you mm. made the syrup, those, those bring my memories of Christmas. Mm, yes, and there are similar scents to what I think a lot of us think of in. Um, really, I think they're pretty universal around the world. The sense of cinnamon, um, anise. Mm-hmm. You said, um, yes. yeah. So, um, tell me a little bit about the decorations what types of things did you guys use for decorations uh, it depends mm. like it really depends like for for us it's like the christmas tree mm-hmm. uh it depends the style of the person as well and mm-hmm. my mom always loved the the moss and the nativity and all the the to put all the animals around so some people make huge native like they go with trains and all the kind of stuff. So it depends mm. on the, of the family that is decorating the house, I guess. Mm. But for for us, it's a lot of pine and mm. a lot of um, greenery around the tables and candles. Mm. We like that. But mm-hmm. it depends on every family, I guess. No, mm. um, the same in each house. Right. Right. Did you get the greenery from your yard or would you buy it at the store? How would you gather that? Oh, we buy it at, at the farmer's market. Mm. Mm-hmm. They always have a Christmas in the parks. Mm. They always have those farmer's market where you can get the moss, the, the Christmas trees, and all the decorations as well. Mm, that's beautiful. Now, now mm-hmm. go ahead. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, people buy things from the mall, but uh, it's still a lot of markets that they sell natural things for for mm. decorating houses. I see. Now, I've never heard of um, Christmas moss. Tell me about this. Yeah, uh, the moss we replicate as the uh, the We're... grass. The grass we we imitate the grass. Oh, you use the so, grass. Yeah, with yeah, we, we use the moss instead of the grass, so mm. it, it feels like natural. So I see. You, you put the house of the nativity and you have you put the, all the animals and the houses around it. So it's very like very uh, mm, rustic. We, yeah, very rustic. And also um, because we pray the novena, it's mm. a, a, like nine days before the, the Christmas day, mm-hmm. we, we pray the novena. And okay. Those uh, nine days represents represent the nine months of of the the pregnancy, Mary's pregnancy pregnant, with Jesus. Mary, yeah, exactly. So I see. Mary's okay. pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I, okay. So, this is I had never heard of this tradition either. So, is there a particular name for this no, novena? 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 Novena. Novena, yeah. yeah. So Novena. we, we, yeah, we celebrate. I remember when we were kids, we like get together mm-hmm. every every day, nine days before Christmas. Mm-hmm. We get together in each house. Like for my, for example, my uncle's house uh, hosted the first day. 
the second day we hosted and other oh. family host there or maybe neighbors also can host mm -hmm. those the novena so mm -hmm. people bring snacks and we sing carols and and we pray and and we celebrate almost the nine days before Mm, that is such a lovely, lovely memory. Do you yeah. did you have any favorite Christmas carols that you sang? Yeah, I well, that was when we were kids, but mm -hmm. nowadays we don't do that anymore. So mm. I I I don't know exactly the name, but oh. when I I heard. I start singing all of them. <laughs> oh, yes. All of them. Right. You have to hear the music and then the words exactly. just kind of come out of you. Right. I know what you mean. Right, right, right. I know what yeah. you mean. Yes, I see. And what kind of um, snacks would you bring to eat with the other families? Like pastries or like um, the the canalazo is one of them that is very, very popular in. Christmas mm. season. I'm sorry, say a, that part again. What kind? Canelazo. Yeah, it's a popular Ecuadorian beverage made oh. from naran naranjilla fruit. Can you spell it for me? The name of the naranjilla. Did you write it in the notes by any chance? Yeah, yeah, I did in, in the uh, oh, 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 number oh, seven. Oh, this fruit is... you can only find it in Ecuador, Peru, and Colombia. Oh. It's also called it, uh, Lulo. In, in Colombia, they call it Lulu. So I see. it's a citrus, like uh, it's uh, the fruit from the Indians uh, oh. of South America. So particularly in Ecuador, Peru, and Colombia, and mm. it has like a vibrant um, uh, orange skin color. I and see a green tangy pulp. Mm. So it's really good. It's really delicious. That mm. that fruit you cannot eat it as a fruit, like an apple, but mm. Or to make juices, smoothies, and also mm. some dishes you can make with that fruit. It's really, really I see. Good. I see. Mm -hmm. Why can't you drink it as a fruit? Um, eat it as a fruit. Is it too sour? Yeah, it's too sour. It's I see. Sour. So you add mm -hmm. syrup and Christmas spices yeah. and you make this drink. Yeah. And oh. also the local sugar cane alcohol called punta o aguardiente. Mm. that people do it without it or some people put it a little bit so it's mm -hmm. like this this like um mm. you can spike alcohol. it yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like eggnog some people drink eggnog exactly. cream. some people spike it with rum right exactly exactly so yeah it's really delicious and usually in ecuador mm -hmm. uh in the old city you can find canelazo this mm. beverage yeah. In, in many restaurants because it's really popular. I it, see. And because at, at night it gets really cold, it's really nice to have like a warm mm. beverage. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's really sweet and yummy. <laughs> right. Well, you're making a good point because, you know, I'm trying to paint the picture in my mind and put myself into these homes on these nine days before Christmas when you're um, praying the novena and singing the carols together. And I guess... You're right. It just occurred to me the homes aren't heated. So you really were right. huddled in closely together and just blankets, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's really nice. It's, mm. it's, yeah. Nowadays, people are not doing anymore. Some, some families, yeah. Like last year, I have a friend from Colombia that invite us to her house for one day of the novena here in Charlottesville. So it was very nice to remind. Yes. That's yeah, so I sad really... that it doesn't, is it just because people got busy? Why don't people do it exactly. anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is yeah, such a loss. Wow. I know. I know. And for example, for my family is like, when we were kids, we uh, with my dad family side of family that they are uh, a big family. Mm. We get all together every Christmas and we share everything with all my cousins, my uncles, my mm. my everyone was mm. there like a huge party. <laughs> but mm. nowadays we like don't get together anymore. Um, mm. We spread out all of them, all of us. 
my brother lives in Sweden. I live here, so it's 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 been hard to to keep that's really sad. Um, all the family together for Christmas, and mm. yeah, mm. your parents I must be fun. sad about it. I know, but uh, last week I uh, my sister got her visa and she's coming this Christmas to spend with me. My twin sister, I have a twin sister, so oh. I feel happy. Oh, uh, that's great. Christmas with her. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Yes. And I'm sure yeah. while it's sad at the holidays, your parents are also really proud right. of what you're doing and happy that you guys are happy. Right, right. Yeah. Mm. They my mom was here last year during um the fall season and she loved it. Like we did everything. We went apple picking, we did the uh, um the pumpkins, we mm. wrap pumpkins. We have so much fun. He loved it so much here too. Mm. Mm. Oh, and that's to see lovely. The leaves and and the, the colors and yes. everything. So, yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm I'm glad that they can come and visit me sometimes. Like, yeah. Yes. It's gonna be so special that they are coming for Christmas. My sister and my brother-in-law. So yeah. Yes, that's wonderful. I'm so happy for that. Um, Thank you. The one more question about the novena that you prayed, would it be um, different words that you prayed every night, like for the first month, the second month, the third month, or did you pray the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a different uh, praise every day. And they sell, also they sell like small books with mm. everyday prayers. Yeah. I see. So it's different. Yeah. That is a really nice tradition. I I'm actually wanting to get one translated into English and maybe do that with my family. Um, that's yeah. lovely. That's wonderful. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. Um, it's a different way of thinking about it in terms of the nine months mm -hmm. of the pregnancy, really thinking about it more so from Mary's perspective than anything exactly. else. Mm. Exactly. Mm. So it was, it was really nice to get together and celebrate that. Mm. I see. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about um, Advent in Ecuador. You said that even though you did this novena, the, oh yeah, that's the 16th. Um, that's what it would start with. Tell me about um, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, which was the bigger celebration and how would you celebrate on each one? Yeah, Noche Buena is Christmas Eve mm. in Spanish and especially in Latin American. The main celebration is on Christmas Eve. Mm. It's, uh, it's the day when the whole family gets together, exchange presents and share meals. Mm. Christmas um, Eve, dinner, or cena de noche buena, how we call it. Uh -huh. um, we eat like, it can depend on the family too, but mostly uh, people uh, eat turkey, roast, ham. Chicken, salad, potato, rice, desserts, wine. Mm. Oh, yeah. That is the Christmas Day. Yeah. Christmas oh. Day is, uh, that's in Noche Buena Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. Christmas Day in Ecuador mm -hmm. is less busy than mm -hmm. the night before. Uh, we the calentado, that mm. literally means heated. It's essentially leftovers from last night dinner. Brilliant. There's <laughs> so not much going, going on on the next day. <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah. They have an, yeah, you have, have an, an official meal basically titled yeah. leftovers. <laughs> everyone, everyone knows what is calentado means. Like, oh, okay, what do you want to do tomorrow after uh, Christmas Eve? The calentado, of course. And everyone gets together as well. Like, all the uh, family comes because it's a lot of food. So it's a lot of leftover. So come on and we can share at the same meal. That's <laughs> wonderful. After. Yeah. That's really, brilliant. That's totally so, genius. Or, or we changed it a little bit. For example, uh -huh. because we have turkey and we have a lot of leftovers of turkey, we mm -hmm. made sandwich mm. the next day for lunch. We tweak mm -hmm. it a little bit, but we we still eating the leftovers from right. last night. <laughs> Right. Oh, that's just brilliant. Takes all the pressure off. You just accept this exactly. is the tradition. We'd have leftovers. Uh -huh. I love it. Exactly. Now, how about um because I I I I hate to say this, but I just think it's true. I really think 
presence and opening and exchanging gifts is sort of the main focal point of um, a lot of celebrations here in the U.S. And when I, you know, listen to you and look at your answers, what I'm hearing and seeing is that the food was more of the focal point of your traditions. Um, Would you say that's true or not? And how did presence work in Ecuador? When we were kids, it was really present. The 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 present and and celebrating at even uh, after we have dinner on Christmas Eve, we yeah. all get together around the uh, the Christmas tree, and we exchange uh, presents. And it was a lot of presents because uh. we all get like for kids because we were little, and they all my aunts and uncles give us for each one each family one present. So we got a lot mm-hmm. of present wow (laughs) uh yeah but when we start growing up that changed and then we start like uh doing only secret santa Mm, mm -hmm. so you just give one present to one person i see nowadays we don't do um present presents exchange anymore Mm -hmm. with my family at least we just uh celebrate with food and enjoy mm, with mm, being together mm, it's more like we don't need gifts we just need mm, to be doing you know, with each other and and cooking and having uh fun with each other mm, <laughs> mm, yes and i think that's a natural progression that happens in families as the families age i mean yeah. the presents are more for the children anyway for the children exactly yeah mm. so yeah I, I remember that i have those those memories of getting a lot of christmas That's incredible. What kind of gifts would you receive? Were they pretty simple or were they extravagant gifts? Uh, Very simple. Mm. Very, very simple. Yeah. And also, for for example, when we start doing the Secret Santa, we said, okay, we only going to limit. In the beginning, we put like 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. then we said, okay, not anymore. We we want to make something like by your own. So uh-huh. it's only you can only spend five dollars and make your present for the other person. So you wow. have to be very uh, make creative. A, a card, yeah, very creative and make something from five dollars, but really meaningful for the person that is is gonna get the, the present. So I love that. I did really you love that. did you like making presents? Oh yeah. Um, oh, I wow. love always making is when I do like Christmas dinner or anything, I love to set my table and oh, some really? notes and name and name for every person. I always do something special. And oh. also here when I came here and, and we host uh the first Christmas with our friends here from mm-hmm. the first year that we were here. Mm-hmm. They were impressed, like, oh, you spend a lot of time doing that. Yeah, I enjoy so much to have Christmas at home and and be something special that they can remember and they Mm. can take at home too, like that little note or their name wrote it for for me. Mm. It's something that I really enjoy doing it. Mm. You like to make beautiful things. (laughs) I really like to, like, because I am very creative and I want to like they remember that special moment that I mm-hmm. they, I was hosting that dinner and they always gonna have that name or maybe if not they gonna remember that little thing that you made for them very mm-hmm. special mm-hmm. so that always keep in your mind like those memories that you had when you were in some places and I I like to be remembered as uh, doing something like special mm. for everyone that mm. comes to my home. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. Tell me, tell me something that you have made for your guests before. Like a small cards with the small messages for each mm. person, or wow. putting their name in, in the napkins, like wow. with a little uh, different things. Like wow, wow. Always with a. A sugar cane on it for each one mm. so they can take it at home or with the name of them. Wow. So, yeah. And you There's come up with, things, but, but, but like you said, thoughtful and beautiful and something someone yeah. can just put on their desk or on a little shelf right. and remember the day. 
the day, right. Oh, that's And I always lovely. put the day in the back of the car so they can remember when it was. Mm. Mm. That's so nice. Um, as we were talking about gifts, how about Santa Claus? Is that something you had there? What were the beliefs yeah, around but, him? Yes. Yeah. Uh, when we were kids, yeah. I remember my uncle wore like a costume of Santa and he brought the, the, the he re, he started giving all the presents to the kids. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And so it's the same kind of thing. Like um, he comes from the North Pole, you the put North stockings Pole, yeah. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reindeer, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. How wonderful. Only, only is in Christmas Eve, no, on Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, he, wait, he yeah. comes on Christmas Day? In after Christmas Eve. After, uh, Christmas in Christmas Eve. Eve. In Christmas Eve, yeah. After dinner. It's uh, like we we finish dinner at 12 and he arrives and gives the presents. Oh, wow. Oh, that's right. So it's a late night. Um, I mean, my family at least. I see. Now, when I asked about a Christmas dessert, did you have to debate or was Pristinos the right at the forefront of your mind? You knew that's what it had to be. Yeah, it was. It was right away. Like the only thing that mm. I thought it came to my mind, it was Pristinos. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing, the first thing that comes to my mind when we talk about Christmas is Pristinos. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Okay, so tell me about the traditions and your memories um, surrounding yeah. Pristinos. So Pristinos are deep fried, crunchy pastries mm. shaped in shape of uh, a crown, mm-hmm. uh, served with uh, panela syrup. Mm-hmm. Uh, panela is like a um, unrefined um, sugar cane, mm-hmm. uh, which is very. Uh, hard it's and very it, hard yeah yeah but nowadays you can find it like sugar like normal sugar you can find panela in that way too like ah yeah really? it doesn't come yeah okay coming like a hard rock <laughs> kind of thing so yeah and is that that syrup is spicy with cinnamon cloves and i like to put some lemon and mm-hmm. l- lemon says or orange says so it, mm. it got like this bitter like mm-hmm. more citrusy mm-hmm. that is not that sweet mm-hmm. a little so zing yeah yeah because sometimes <laughs> it's too sweet to me for me like i have to put some lemon in it i like it that that way at least but that's a yeah, really good idea i remember that as kids my grandma my mom my aunts and and my cousins always gather to make this pristinos. It's Mm. it's a recipe that brings everyone together for me. Mm. Mm. Right. So how many people would maybe be in the room when you would make pristinos? We were 12 kids. So yeah, and we are, well, I guess I can say nine of us were almost the same age. Wow. <laughs> so, so we enjoyed that because we were very, very, very close when we were kids. Mm-hmm. So we all got together in a big table and my grandma was leading us with all the guidance and what mm-hmm. we have to do. But it was fun because we didn't do like perfect crowns but we were making different things like <laughs> no even a crown but we fry it and we eat it anyways and it was <laughs> right 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 so what would be some of the jobs so it would be you 12 12 cousins yeah and then probably and then, quite a few aunts through, uncles your yeah. grandmother yeah exactly <laughs> so what would be the different jobs that everyone would do in the kitchen well the my mom and my grandma always make the dough mm. so when they got ready the dough they separated the dough in different little bowls mm. so they give us like a little piece for each one i see and we mm-hmm. all get the rolling mm-hmm. um, and so we flat the, the the dough and then we cut it and we make different shapes no crowns when we were little but (laughs) but yeah (laughs) nowadays we do like (laughs) i always do 
the, the crown shape that we mm. we supposed to do. <laughs> you didn't do crowns because yes. was it just too difficult to form the crown when you were little? Yeah, yeah. And we were playing around. We were just so excited to do different things. And my grandma would laugh at us. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. And then, well, how it is. That's those are the best memories. Those are the best memories. How about um, frying them? Who? Because that's kind of dangerous. I, I'm. I love having my kids in the kitchen. They're older now, but even when they were little, I loved having yeah. the kids in the kitchen and like to bake with them. But I do have a pretty firm rule that if I am frying in oil, they can't be near the stove because it's just it's really dangerous. So how did you guys exactly. do that? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The adults were in charge of frying mm. we just we're waiting we were playing around while they were uh, frying those mm. <laughs> and when were they they ready we come out to the kitchen and we eat it with them with the I see. and everything yeah <laughs> I see okay so you didn't you didn't necessarily make them in the same room that they were frying them in no no, no I no. see I yeah see. we we were in the dining room there mm playing with the dough and making uh, different shapes and then they took all the shape that we made and they fry it for us mm. and then they come back and give it to us with the syrup and mm. we enjoy all together eating those <laughs> delicious delicious mm -hmm. so yeah. i have a couple of questions about how to make um the recipe so tell me about this panela syrup how did you make that yeah you just boil it uh, water sugar a cinnamon stick, cloves, mm -hmm. and for me, it's not not most of the people doesn't do that. But I put um, a stripe of orange or lemon peel mm. on the water, mm -hmm. or, and and two tablespoons of lemon. I, it's, it's just me. I most of the people doesn't do that, but mm. I love that mm. Mm -hmm. to have and a little. Just let it boil because mm -hmm. it's the same um, amount of water mm -hmm. of sugar to like two cups of water, two cups of sugar. Now I, um, I did make this before and I really, I actually never got the syrup right um, because I was starting with that. It was, it was like a cone. Um, it was really, really, really hard and it just mm -hmm. never really, um, dissolved so do you go for a long time or do you cut it up it was so yeah. hard i couldn't really cut it up <laughs> or do you cut it oh, up yeah and... to cut it up is is hard okay <laughs> it's hard we do it with the knife and you have to be very careful mm. um, and you have to make like a uh, twist it a little bit and mm. it's, it's hard to get it like a tiny pieces of the of the panela but mm -hmm. uh what you have to do is to start um with um very light heat like very mm. steamer heat so it dissolves slowly because mm. otherwise it it's never gonna do it's gonna run out of water and you cannot get gonna mm. get any of the syrup that you want mm. to with with the time that you have the water so, i see i see so yeah. really 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 low heat low heat yeah Okay. Love and how long it. would yeah. you say it usually takes to make the syrup? It depends on how big the, the pieces of the mm. panela mm -hmm. are, but I, I will say 20 minutes. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. And if, if, like you said, you do start to run out of water, you can just add more. Right. And um, that for me, like here, uh, I cannot find panela where I live. Mm -hmm. I use brown sugar and mm. it works perfectly. And that's very quick. Yeah, I had to get it. And that's it. very quick. Yeah, yeah. I got Panela. I had to get it from Amazon, actually, because I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, yeah. And I had it. It's actually... It's well, it's a shame because I had it so long. I think I got like a two pack. It was two cones mm -hmm. and I had it so long. I eventually threw the second one away because I just couldn't think... It was really hard for me to work with it the first time. I think now I'm a little more confident it'll go better, but I just couldn't think of how to you. I'm I'm actually really so okay. I'll I'll be honest with you. I have made over 150 recipes, and I've always 
felt, you know, for the podcast, uh, I think it's mm-hmm. like 155 or something. And I've, wow. I felt that I've made pretty close to a success of all of them, at least if not a success, I could kind of make it look like a success in the photos, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. we could, we could, right. we, we could eat it for dinner. I'm going to be honest. This is the only recipe that I truly, I think it was the 10th episode I released or something. This is the only epi- um, recipe I truly feel like I failed on. I really? I really, and I don't know what it was, but I'm excited to, because you, to you, you think what it's a simple recipe. It shouldn't be hard, right? Yeah, but it can be tricky because every recipe is different. Mm. And what I, I taste so many different recipes. Mm-hmm. And the, this last one that my mom gave me, mm-hmm. uh, it was the best. It was so easy to manage I the see. dough, to roll it mm. up. It was so easy. And I said, like, this is the perfect recipe because it really works. Because otherwise, when I tasted uh, different recipes, it was like you have to add more flour, but then it gets too thick. And, and then you, you have, yeah, it, yeah, when you fry it, it's not, it's like, it's not crispy at all. Mm-hmm. So, that and, was and my problem. Point. That was one of my problems. I had multiple problems. Well, for one thing, I do remember, even though this was three or four years ago, I do remember that um, I didn't, it does take time. It just Mm -hmm. takes time. You know, you have to make the dough. I think you let it rest. Do you let the dough rest or you go for it right away? No, right away. Right away. Okay. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, you have to roll, cut out. um, And then Mm -hmm. I didn't have time to make the syrup. I was just in too much of a hurry. I also didn't understand how thin the pristinos are really supposed to be. I mean, they're really supposed to be quite thin. Yeah, very, like four or five inches long and mm-hmm. one inch wide. It's mm-hmm. very thin, very, but, very thin. Right, but, but only... This recipe that I, I gave yeah. you, like the, my mom's recipe, try it mm-hmm. because you can get it very thin and really easy to make it. Yeah, it doesn't take that long to make it. Right. I have done those that they take forever. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I see. I see. So my oh, one last question, I guess, for this one, um, now that I'm looking at your mom's, the sugar, mm-hmm. you just have two cups of sugar. In in a perfect world, would you use panela, brown sugar, or sugar? I will use panela mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the flavor is a little bit different. It is but, different. Mm-hmm, but I... When I tried it here because I couldn't find vanilla, mm-hmm. I I did use the brown sugar. And mm-hmm. when I added the lemon, mm-hmm. it reminds me a little bit of the vanilla. Like I don't know. It's oh, interesting. Like, yeah, it's like a, a little bit of a tweak that mm. it feels like home. <laughs> I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if I use the panella, if I order that and use it, would you still put the orange or lemon peel in, or would you leave it out? I will do it because I love yes. in my in, in my, <laughs> in my desserts. <laughs> good, 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 good. Okay. All right. Well, I think that that is my questions about the recipe. Um, and tell me, I guess the last thing then in terms of the pristinos is just tell me when did you eat them as a family? Was it just one day or was it all year round, only during the Christmas season? When did you eat them? I, I think that I have such a memory of it because mm. my grandma used to make a lot during the mm. year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anytime was a good, she loved to cook when we were kids. Mm. And I always remember my grandma, she passed away, but I always mm. remember I'm her sorry. cooking like a big meals and she loves to bake and, and cook fry things. So mm. we would love that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Do so, you yeah. think... Go ahead. We asked for that and she is like, okay, I can prepare that. Yeah. Can you make some pristinos for us? And then we say, yes, of course. I can make for you guys. Don't worry. Oh, with grandma, it's always Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I see. Do you think that your grandmother is the one who gave you a love for cooking and baking? Yeah. And my mom also. My mm, mom, your mom uh, as well. she's the best. Yeah. Mm. She, we, since we were kids, we, she always invited us to her kitchen and cook with her. And and then I studied for to be a uh, chef. Mm. So uh, 
it, it was because she always loved to cook for us, even our wow. for our lunch at, at school. It was mm -hmm. funny because um, my mom used to wake up really, really early in the morning. And I remember she made rice sometimes. Uh, mm. She made chicken and she made like a, um, plantains, mm -hmm. uh, fried plantains, like uh patacones we call it or mm -hmm. or, or chiflets that they are fried plantains mm. and she sent this beautiful like well put it uh lunch and wow. all our friends at the school were like oh my god i'm so jealous <laughs> so jealous can you share some of me and, and of course we were kids and they they have like um things from from the store and they're like mm. i want some of that too <laughs> right you but don't remember don't appreciate what your mom made you don't appreciate home cooking till you move away i think it's exactly. true mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. yes so, but she taught, taught us how to do it and always be surrounded with food i don't remember going out for to restaurants when we were wow. kids so we always cook at home with my mom so we have such a great memory and she uh, at the time I didn't know but I was learning a lot from her so when mm. I moved out I was like um, for example buying the 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 pieces of chicken mm. and I I divide everything and put it in in oh wow in, in bags and put it in my freezer everything mm. organized and I didn't realize that she told me all of that, how to mm. be organized in the kitchen, how to be man mindful of what I want to cook and how mm. I want to cook and how to preserve all the ingredients that I have in my fridge and everything. It was like, oh my God. Wow. And it's so important because now we don't mm. waste too much food. Right. That. Right. And with grocery prices as expensive as they are. Exactly. It's <laughs> exactly. Good and not to waste, waste anything. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And food waste. Oh no. Yes. No. Well, it, Sherry, it was like shocking for me. Good for you for not contributing to that and good for your mom <laughs> for teaching you. <laughs> teaching exactly. You that. Yeah. Yes. She's my hero. She's aww, my hero. Aww. <laughs> well, let's wrap up just to hear about um you said your twin sister is coming this Christmas. So when is she coming and what do you think you guys will do together? Oh, uh, she's come she's gonna arrive on the Third, uh, 23rd mm. so one day before Christmas Eve so Wonderful. yesterday we were talking about like what are we gonna uh, have for for Christmas Eve and say okay mm. we have to start planning all we're gonna do of course oh. we're gonna have a like prestigious and we're yeah. gonna make it all <laughs> together for sure <laughs> but yeah she's gonna stay in, um, for New Year's too oh. so we're gonna be excited yeah for oh. almost two and a half weeks so it's very very excited for me to because the last two years we couldn't go to Ecuador or mm. Cuba where my husband is from mm. um, so it's gonna be so special to have family around mm. here mm. 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 because of COVID you couldn't go yeah because of COVID um because we were busy we it's expensive to travel mm -hmm. a lot too mm -hmm. so we didn't know what uh, how long we're gonna stay here in Charlottesville? But um, oh. now my husband got a, a new position for uh, assistant professor, so we stay. Oh wow! In Virginia. Congratulations yeah. to him. Yeah, wonderful. I'm glad. So it's very excited that we we have like home, like we can call it home now because we're gonna mm. stay longer here. We uh, before it was a postdoc, so mm -hmm. we, it, it was only for two years, and we didn't know what it's gonna expect. Mm -hmm. After that, so we were like, no, we we better spend Christmas here and see what mm -hmm. everything. So yeah, right. But now you've settled down, so you can stretch your wings a little bit. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Are you so? Are, are you a chef? Yeah, I'm a chef. Oh well, I studied for a chef, and mm -hmm. after I went to Australia, I worked for a year as a chef in Australia. And my twin sister went to. To Australia as well. We come mm. back to to Ecuador, and to be a chef in Ecuador is not really good paying, and it's mm. a lot of hours. So mm -hmm. we decided to have our own business oh. together. So we start doing catering, 
Mm -hmm. uh, for photographers. And one of those cool photographers said to us, why you don't do food styling? Because you're always presenting all your dishes mm -hmm. so beautiful. So you're pretty mm -hmm. talented. And we were like, what is that? Mm -hmm. So after days, uh, plant that seed in our heads. Yeah. We started digging in in the uh, food photography, food stylist uh, business. So we were over six years of food styling in Ecuador, working with a lot of photographers and doing commercials and editorials wow. in Ecuador. So when I moved here, I I was planning to be a food stylist, but mm. um, because Charleville is a small city, mm -hmm. I couldn't find a, a job as a food stylist. Mm. Food styling is like for big cities mostly. I see. So I started um, taking classes of photography. So, uh -huh. so mm. uh, right now um, I'm just starting my photography and food styling businesses. I here see. in Charleville, so uh, I see, I see. So it's still somewhat new. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. I'm really excited. Yeah. Well, you're very talented. You have a lot of experience. I know that you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of really good um, good work off of that. Oh, thank you so much, Vicky. Yes, you, my you've pleasure. You've been wonderful since I met you on oh. Instagram. <laughs> well, you're so kind and nice. Oh. I always remember you. Oh, that's really, that's, that's nice of you to say. I'm glad that I could come and, across that way. <laughs> yeah. And I love see you, seeing your stories on Instagram with mm -hmm. your family. It's such a good energy that we need in this world. Oh, thank you. You know, we're doing, mm -hmm. it's true. There's so little you can do about so many big problems, but there's, mm -hmm. I, I just feel like, you know, if I can help these four, these four people become what they're supposed to be then that's that's one of the biggest things i can contribute to this world i really for sure i really for believe sure. that 100% so agree with that. yeah putting my all into it <laughs> um, mm, you're doing yeah. such a fantastic job uh, i don't know i i i would hope <laughs> that they would um i don't know that all of them would consider me as kind as you <laughs> as you do so <laughs> but they um, will in some point of their life they will they get older and they will um, right yeah tough love is not sure. yeah 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 tough love's not necessary among food photographers but it is between a mother and sons so. <laughs> <laughs> um well it's been lovely chatting with you is there anything else you want to say about christmas in ecuador no it, it was like such a great memories and thank you for mm -hmm. inviting me to share my my what what how I spend Christmas with my family in Ecuador is really mm, it was I have like it was really special and um, mm. I hope uh, for my nieces I have two nieces that oh. uh, when one year we can spend all together and we can mm -hmm. share those experience with them and I hope so, they so. Can, yeah. I that would be so. lovely that they can feel the same way the way mm -hmm. that we did when we were kids mm -hmm. to have those connections mm -hmm. of, with food and smells and things that and family always, yeah and family and mm -hmm. gather all together is such a special moment and mm -hmm. such a special um a beautiful 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 memories I always gonna keep mm -hmm. with you mm -hmm. so yeah. I are they know. in Ecuador? No, they are in Sweden. They're the ones in Sweden. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure they are making their own memories, but it is. We're going to have a meeting. A little sad that they're different. Year. Oh, great. In in yeah. Ecuador or here or Sweden or you don't know in yet? In Ecuador. We all going to oh. go to Ecuador. So oh, that's great. During the summer next year. So we are very excited. Good. Well, in grandma's memory, you can make Pristinos in the summer in Ecuador. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. We definitely do. They will uh, enjoy it. I'm good. Sure. Well, thank you so much, Sophie. It was so fun to thank talk you to you. So yeah. I can talk four hours with you. It's so nice <laughs> to, to chat and um, bring those memories that always bring a smile on my face every time that I talk about them. I'm glad they put a smile on my face too. Um, oh, I'm glad that too. <laughs> yes, 
for sure. And if you ever come up towards the DC area, we're a little north of DC. It's it's only about three hours. Let me know. I would love to have you and your husband oh. to dinner. It would be so fun. Oh. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. And also, if you are coming to to Shenandoah National Park, I will. Here, like, yeah. oh, you, have, you have to come to Charlottesville, and we will love to have you as well in our place. That would be really nice. Yeah, I told uh, yeah, my husband. Please let is, me know. I I will. I will. Yeah, when we were hiking last year, um, last weekend, or I guess it was two weekends ago, I told my husband we really have to bring some of the kids back next year. Um, it was so beautiful. I've always lived near Shenandoah. It's only three hours drive, not even. And um, I've never oh, hiked there in the colors. And what a mistake because oh, oh my god, it was spectacular. It's, it's spectacular. Yeah, it's yeah. spectacular. So yeah, we can cook for you, Cuban oh. and Ecuadorian <laughs> food for you. I would love to do that for you guys. So let us know when you're coming to Charlottesville and we would love to have you in our home. Amazing. Sophie, mm -hmm. thank you so much. I hope we stay in touch. Yeah, for sure. Thank okay. you so much, Vicky. You're welcome. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Listeners, thank you again for listening to the end. As always, I ask you, I beg you, I plead with you to leave us five-star review um, of the podcast in your favorite player. Also to subscribe to the Storied Recipe newsletter so that every Friday you will hear about the featured episodes, the featured recipes, and also weigh in on future episodes of the Storied Recipe podcast, who and what you would like to hear about. I think that's it. And I hope you have a great week, my friends.